This is Nullius in Verba, a podcast about science. What it is and what it could be. It's co-hosted by me, Smriti Mehta from UC Berkeley. And me, Daniel Lakens from Eindhoven University of Technology. In today's episode, we discuss the topic of research waste. What is it that's being wasted when we talk about research waste? Can we waste fewer scientific resources and talent through coordination, team science, and better planning? Should we be transparent about research waste or sweep it under the rug to avoid scaring the funders? And is science like making pancakes such that some of it has to be wasted before we get it right? Enjoy. Okay, so Daniel, I want to start us off today with sort of an analogy, okay? Mm-hmm. So you know okay. when when you are learning how to cook, well, so first of all, I don't cook, mm. uh, okay. m- mostly because I think, <laughs> mo- well, there, there's multiple reasons for it. One of them, I think, is because every time I've tried, mm-hmm. there's always this thing of like a bit of like trial and error, like when you're learning mm-hmm. to cook things, you mess up, you know, things don't mm-hmm. turn out right. And you end up wasting stuff, right? You end up wasting the resources, the raw material. And that always feels mm. terrible to me. So I'm like, you know what? Not even going mm. to do it because I'll just end up wasting things. It makes me feel bad. Mm. Um, mm. And that's, so that's one of the reasons why I sort of stay away from trying too many new things. So I'm, but, but I do think that if you are trying something new, like the sort of trial and error of doing things and not getting it quite right and having to do it again and wasting some, you know, time and, you know, resources in the meantime is sort of part of the process, right? Mm. So I'm mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, like, um, our topic for today is research waste. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious whether you think that this idea of like, oh, part of the thing of learning, especially, I guess, for even you know, earlier career researchers or people who are just trying out a new line of research or trying out new methods is sort mm-hmm. of wasting, mm-hmm. is research waste just a part of the process, yeah. at least in the beginning? So maybe mm-hmm. maybe this is sort of a devil's advocate question, but yeah, do you think that mm-hmm. it is sort of just mm-hmm. part of part of how we learn things is we have to waste some things to sort of get to where we can do it yeah. well? Well, I think it's a very good point. And in, indeed, devil's advocate question, right? So we're yeah. starting like, it's it's not bad. It's right. not a problem. It's just part of doing um, science and part of cooking. So I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I also got taught how to cook, uh, I think, with making pancakes. Mm. And I think even now, um, the rule is basically that the, the first, first yeah, pancake right. you make is always, you know, always yeah. is a failure. You always have to throw it away. Right, and then right. after that... You know, I mean, yeah. there is, I think, some trick by heating up your pan long right. enough, by the way. But yeah. that's real expertise. Or having uh, low expectations like me. I'm yeah. like, sure, as long as it's edible, I'll eat it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the other other thing. But yeah. um, but you're completely right that um, um, there there is an essential part of trying things out and then um, messing it up, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of the experimentation of right. science. Because if we would know exactly what we're going to do, yeah. Then, uh, we yeah we would probably be doing too boring science. Right. Uh, you know sometimes important, but a lot of the things we do, we have no idea where we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a part of it, and also the education angle I think is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it means that 
part of education is also doing things wrong. Right. right? You don't do everything perfect from the right. beginning. And uh, I like that part. And it also reminds me something you mentioned in an earlier episode as well. That sometimes it feels when you're doing your PhD, it's like no, but I'm I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was yeah. in the episode on cargo called science mm-hmm. I think, where mm-hmm. you said, no, no, but this is a practice study. Like this is not the real one where we're gonna go ahead. So, right. um, yeah, does it feel for you like this sometimes that you're like, okay, you know, I have to, I have to try it out and I have to fail. Do, do you feel comfortable with this kind of view on what you're doing as a researcher? Um. I I mean, yeah, I personally feel very comfortable with that sort of a view. The only thing that bothers me is when I'm expected to actually, you know, serve this terrible food that I've cooked when I was just trying it out, right? So when when this mm. push to publish mm. becomes a thing, then I'm then I feel like, oh, now we're just trying to like, you know, feed people stuff that isn't edible. Um, so I don't mind the learning process. I think it's, you know, I think people sort of don't acknowledge or appreciate how failure is not a bad thing in science like you you know of Mm. course like a lot of things you're going to do you're you're going to fail and it takes time to get good at something right you have Mm -hmm. to really put in like time and effort and do things over and over to really get good at anything and i'm personally very fine with it but it's it's Mm -hmm. it's this sort of like oh no you need to publish everything you do it's like but do you like no you know so that's Mm -hmm. what bothers me but other than that i think it's one of the yeah. reasons why I've not wanted to publish a lot during my time in graduate school. And it's I, and mm-hmm. I would be totally fine with it. Like, you know, if, mm-hmm. if my dissertation were just like, oh, yeah, this was just a practice run. This is what I did. Like, that's it. I would be totally yeah. fine with it. Yeah. Well, there are definitely some people who say that it shouldn't be limited to graduate school, but that actually a lot of the stuff that people do throughout their careers shouldn't be published, you know? I mean, I'm one of them. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think it's an interesting point. Um, um, if we're in the devil's advocate category, uh-huh. I want to uh, say another thing why it's not so bad, the problem of research waste. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that would be, again, the devil's advocate position. I yeah. Think. And um, so uh, a lot of my inspiration today comes from this book by uh, J.D. Bernal, mm-hmm. uh, The Social Function of Science. And um, he writes that compared to many other human endeavors, mm-hmm. science is actually, I mean, even if we're talking about waste, mm-hmm. there's research waste, but there's even more waste in many other fields mm. or disciplines or, you know, so uh, in government organization or, or in other things where we have organized systems. Mm-hmm. Um, science is not the most wasteful compared to those. So he, mm. he writes like, you know, relatively speaking, it, it does not fare so badly. Because uh, we don't have a lot of political push where if somebody wants to do something just for, you know, their own political beliefs or something and uh, uh, or um, economic monopolies or those kind of things. Anyway, he says in other mm. systems, there are things that make things even less efficient. And in science, those things are not so present. So that's also maybe a good thing to start out with. Yeah. Even if we're going to talk about research waste. We might not be doing such a bad job as some other organizations. Yeah. I mean, it's good to acknowledge that, yeah, things might not be as bad in science as they're in others. But I will counter that a little bit by Mm -hmm. saying that, Mm -hmm. you know, we should hold science to a higher standard than (laughs) some of these other things, you know? Like when, when, when your purview is like generating true knowledge, then, yeah, we should definitely be holding, holding things to a higher standard there. So, but, but good to acknowledge that. 
Yeah. 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 But your point is also completely correct. And Bernal also acknowledges this at the yeah. end of the chapter, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, like a chapter five on efficiency in science. And uh, he also says, yeah, but science is an important right. thing. You know, yeah. I mean, science is here to solve a lot of important problems. Mm -hmm. So we should care. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so maybe before we go on, should we actually go on about this? Because I feel... <laughs> That this is going to be a little bit risky. Or this can be our shortest episode ever. Like, call, yeah, call maybe it. we should just, shh, shh, don't talk about research waste. Because I was in preparation of this, listening uh -huh. to a symposium on research waste. Uh -huh. And there was a person actually from my country, the Dutch science funder. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And she's there listening to all these scientists talking about research waste. And maybe, you know, some of the ah, scientists we mentioned some I papers see. about later. Hmm. Uh, were there as well mm -hmm, and they mm -hmm. were like yeah no, this much is wasted this much is wasted and she's like mm, yeah i find this very interesting i mean maybe you should tell your uh, science funders about right. this because i don't think they're aware they yeah or maybe you don't want to say this to tell your them. science funders yeah. because they if they hear that you're actually wasting a lot of research right. they say hey wait basically you can get less money mm -hmm. and you should just self-organize and be right. more efficient yeah so maybe we should just not say that's interesting. I mean, I mean, the same kind of tension also shows up in, I mean, any kind of public, like open science, I think there's that sort of same exactly. tension, right? Where you're like, mm -hmm, oh, if we tell mm -hmm. people how bad things are and how uncertain we are and how much of the research doesn't replicate, then maybe it will sort of lower the public's, you know, trust in science. So a lot mm -hmm, of the similar mm -hmm. issues show, show up there too, but... Yeah. yeah. But here we are. Here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling the curtain. Um, <laughs> right um but i but, but i mean i i, I mean I, of course we agree that this is something we should talk about but how mm. how much like do you think is yeah like when do you think it becomes an issue going from oh you know some of it might just mm -hmm. be a part of like learning how to do things or testing things mm. out versus um when does it become yeah. an issue and also do you think in certain domains it's more worrisome than in others? Because, I mean, if you think about, I mean, some of the work, it's work that we've read and that we'll maybe discuss comes from a lot of the medical research mm -hmm. where waste mm -hmm. does seem like the stakes are a lot higher. Now, if you're in a mm -hmm. lab, like on the bench, just like, you know, working with bacteria and you have to throw out a lot of, you know, batches of bacteria, like who cares, right? Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're wasting yeah. resources, but it's not, it's not that costly in terms of, right? So, True. yeah. No, that's a good point. And um, so, so when is it problematic? Well, I think you're right. We can make a priority of what what are we wasting? Mm -hmm, you know, right. if it's just a researcher's time, that is not as bad as, for example, um, uh, lab animals. Uh, and reducing waste is also a very big topic in animal research right. because, yeah, very often animals die in the yeah. research that they do. So this is has strong ethical implications mm -hmm. that you're really killing animals to do yeah. certain research. So there's a very strong push in this field to mm -hmm. reduce uh, basically waste. Mm -hmm. And in, in other fields, I think what we should worry on about most is uh, avoidable waste. Mm. So things where we actually know that uh, we can be more efficient about it. And this is also probably an answer to the first question. So when we talk about, is it part of doing science? It is part of doing science that not everything works out. And if you want to be risky and discover new things, then right. maybe nine of the things you do don't lead to anything. They're all mistakes, but the one, you know, out of 10, that's the thing that we're really going for. So if that's the case, 
then um, that's not avoidable waste. That's part of the system. We're just doing risky new research. But there's also a lot of avoidable waste, which I think we should mainly worry about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point that it's, you know, it it becomes problematic when it's avoidable. So not the kind of stuff that's the part of it, um, but when it's avoidable. Mm -hmm. But I think you raise a good point of like, what is, first we should talk about what are the things that are being wasted? Sure. Um, yeah. Researchers' time is definitely one of them. Um, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, money is mm-hmm. a very obvious one, right? Mm-hmm. If you have resources or whatever, like money is definitely one of them. What else do you think counts as research waste? Well, in some ways, I think we can waste talent. Huh. Um, so we, for example, might not be giving people enough resources to do good science, maybe especially in a time when they would be otherwise very creative. Mm. Um, Again, in this book uh, chapter by Bernal, he mentions that young scientists, when they're most creative and do Mm -hmm. cool stuff, they often don't get funding. Mm. But only after they've done with hard work, they've done this stuff, then they get funding. So I think, yeah, talent can be wasted a little Mm. bit. Um, And... What else can we waste? So money, time. I think, I think we can also waste the knowledge we generate. Um, and I think this is one of the reasons when we uh, wanted to do this episode, you were talking about publication bias. Remember, we were not mm-hmm. agreeing on publication right. bias because I thought yeah. it was a big problem. And you said, yeah, but most of it will never be integrated into one coherent whole anyway. Right. Yeah. And if we're wasting the knowledge we generate because there's no integration, that's another hmm. kind of waste, I think. Yeah. Do you have other things that you were thinking about? No. I mean, I think a lot of it does fall within resources, right? Um, mm-hmm. Money mm-hmm. and just, you know, materials and even, I mean, in our case, also like participants' time is wasted or like, mm-hmm. yeah, I even mm-hmm. think like one of the things that I really sometimes dislike is when people just sort of get a lot of research assistants that are volunteering their time and you just make them mm-hmm. do these like menial tasks that don't end up leading to anything and it's like, oh, you're just wasting their time, but it's all part of, you know, the sort of time um, yeah. that goes into it. But maybe that also like ties in with the whole talent thing that you just mentioned, right? That it's mm-hmm. even even the research assistants that you're that are volunteering their time, if you're making them do stuff that isn't really useful or generating any kind of, you know, useful information or b- being used optimally, then their talents are being wasted. So, um, yeah. no, that, that I think covers it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Then the question is like, how, what are some ways in which we can reduce this waste? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or in other terms, what are the sources of, or right. the causes of waste? Or the causes of right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's quite a list, actually, of uh, these kind of things. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to start with one? Do you have one uh, that you want to do first? I want to, I, yeah, I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, but I want to stick to the cooking analogy. <laughs> and okay. I feel I feel like, you know, there's two things that actually I will say that I that I think sort of tie in well with the cooking analogy that I think will help. Mm-hmm. One is if the stakes are higher. Mm-hmm. Right. Like imagine. So, you know, imagine if you had to like now it's not just cooking to learn how to cook, but you actually have to feed your family, which is what my mom, you know, when she she had an arranged mm-hmm. marriage, she had to cook for the whole family. So it's like she was learning how to cook as she had to feed, uh, you know a family mm-hmm. there you have mm-hmm. you're going you have to be extra careful right mm-hmm. so you you might not be as carefree in how you're doing things because you know you have mm-hmm. there's somebody's going to go hungry if you don't 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing, right? If you're doing work that's important and has important consequences, um, or, you know, like if you're doing medical research, right, then there's patients mm-hmm. on the other side, um, or like things that might affect patients' health at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I think where the stakes are higher. And the second thing is, which I think is really, really important here, is if you have adequate support, right? Mm-hmm. If you're being trained better and trained well, and there's somebody that can sort of Mm-hmm. Make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, or if you have more collaboration, in any case, just more support, more people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe a few more, you know, not too many chefs in the kitchen, but at least yeah, yeah. one or two people who are <laughs> better, better at cooking than you are, who yeah, can sort yeah. of guide you and, you know, you can mm-hmm. check each other's work. I think that can yeah. be helpful. Yeah. So- I understand the second. So that's about coordination. But how is the first a cause? I mean, it's very important ah. to do good science in, in medical professions. But is that like one well, of the reasons there's waste? I think the reason, I mean, yeah, in the sense that if you're not doing work that's high stakes, then you can ah. be more, hmm. you know, who cares, right? Oh, okay. Like if you're just oh, doing then it doesn't research, matter that you're then wasting. it doesn't matter that you're wasting it, ah, right? Yes, yes, yes. I understand. I understand. Yeah. So it's a waste if people don't do important things. Yeah, this is, yeah. of course, such a, I would say, contentious. I mean, you're right. You're completely right. right? <laughs> As always, I mean, yeah. Of course. I mean, and um, so there's this, uh, maybe we've mentioned this before, but this statement uh, like um, by HEP, if it's if it isn't worth doing, it isn't worth doing well. Well, right. Mm-hmm. So so if you're doing stuff that's not worth doing, then who cares? Who you cares? Know, waste, waste your time away. It's a waste anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's true. Um, and uh, the first time I read this, like if it isn't worth doing, it isn't worth doing well. It's mm-hmm. from a paper by, by Dennett. Uh, mm, 2006 mm-hmm. paper on higher order truths about Schmess, which is a lovely paper. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, but there he says, probably there is no investigation in our capitious discipline that is not believed by some school of thought to be wasted effort, mm, mm-hmm. brilliance squandered on taking in each other's laundry. Voting would not yield results worth heeding and dictatorship would be even worse. So let a thousand flowers bloom. So he's basically saying, look, we can't decide what this wasteful research is. Mm-hmm. And when you say, like, yeah, clearly, if you're doing something that's a waste of time, then who cares? But how do we determine this? Do you want to be the dictator who says what's a waste of time for everybody? You know, I recently found out that the let the thousand flowers bloom. Actually, is it Mao that said it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think <laughs> Talking so. about dictators. <laughs> Talking yeah, about okay. dictators. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the origin of it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mm, think so. Mm, I recently, okay, I can't we'll remember where. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Um, yeah. But do you think that we can identify? I mean, I think this is such an interesting question. I would love to just ask people, like, you know, is your research worth doing or are you just wasting your time away a little bit here? What do I'm, you think some people would say? Yeah. Okay. Now, if I have to be honest. <laughs> No, I think a lot of people would say, if I'm being honest, you know, this is not right. Like, and I think one way to tell, and we've discussed this in a previous episode before, is that I, I do think that if if the work that you're doing has real world consequences, then I think automatically the stakes are a little bit higher. Now, that is not to say I definitely like I definitely think that, you know, Blue Skies research is great, like stuff mm-hmm, that you know, mm-hmm. like probably does not have any real world applications at the moment mm-hmm. is still worth doing and is still important. But I think yeah. the stakes are definitely higher when you're doing something that has either real world applications, it might affect policy, it will affect something in the real world. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. But you're but you're right that reasonable people can disagree about what is and is not, you know, yeah. worth doing. We can we can disagree. I would still like to see people disagree and and give some arguments for their disagreement. Mm. I feel now mm. we we treat this topic with such sensitive, you know, like with gloves. Like we're not even supposed to right. ask. Like, and but it's interesting. Oh, it's so interesting. Mm. Yesterday I had this. Um, yesterday I had an award ceremony for a thing, and there were eight people. Eight right. people there. A and science thing. Yeah, we should. A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, but there was this thing. And part of this ceremony was a tiny interview. A tiny mm-hmm. interview. Just like two minutes. Uh-huh. And But they wanted to keep it slightly spontaneous. So they didn't want to ask those scientists or tell them, like, these are the questions we're going to ask you. But these scientists were, of course, like, oh, there was a big deal. So some of them were a bit nervous. Like, oh, yeah, but what are you going to ask? And then we were talking about what the most difficult questions would be mm-hmm. that you could get. Mm. And then somebody said, why is your research interesting? <laughs> <laughs> and these were people, like everybody was already getting an award. Somebody had already thought, oh. but they were all the most scared of the question. Like, why is your research interesting? And I remember this that as a PhD so student. Funny. We would say yeah. like, this is the worst question you can get at the end of a presentation. Like, why is your research interesting? So I understand this is a very sensitive question. Like, right. is your interest, is your research interesting or is it a bit of a waste? But still, maybe we should ask, maybe we should have a conversation about it sometimes. Maybe we should. And is interesting here sort of the, you mentioned, is the same thing as sort of important? Yeah, I guess. Like, you why know, is why, this important? Why, why, why should we care? Yeah, why should you, why would you be doing this instead of something else? <laughs> I think that's the question. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, Why yeah, do you yeah. think people are scared of that question? Yeah, because we don't ask it. We don't ask it to ourselves. So we don't know what the answer would be. And I think you probably can come up with an answer, but you probably need some tool set to think, oh, wait, what are the dimensions along which we actually think about the mm. importance of research? And where does my research fall on this? Because we never talk about it. Yeah, you don't know what to say. So I think if we would talk about it a little bit more, maybe we wouldn't be so scared about it because now we're like, oh, no, no, I know. I, I've thought about this. We've discussed this. I, I have an answer for you. Who, who knows? I would like to see what happens. That is fascinating and also a bit worrisome. If people hmm. like, shouldn't that be a really central part? Right? That should be a question <laughs> that should be easy to answer, right? Why is this important? Why is that? Why? Otherwise, why are yeah. you doing it? Yeah, but I think we don't we don't really i mean we just get to it we just start doing this so no Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, i think we should give it a try uh, (laughs) among you know maybe everybody who listens can go into work monday morning and be like so think about it yeah go (laughs) around asking everybody yeah yeah exactly but let's let's go back to your second point so i think this is a big one the one that you had the lack of support or lack of good training yeah right. or more general sort of lack of coordination mm-hmm. many chefs in the kitchen but not too many but you know mm-hmm. a couple more so right. just a little bit of coordination and you know other expertises around to to do the best that right. we can do mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a big one right that is definitely a big one and i think that ties in with so there were and and, and tell me like it, since we're talking about like what contributes to research waste there's three categories that sort of i can think of but tell me if mm-hmm. you th- can think of something um mm-hmm. in addition to that so w- one would be poor design mm-hmm. right research is just poorly designed and i think this ties in with sort of training and support and sort of the mm-hmm. back end of mm-hmm. like doing it planning it well right so poor design sure. poor mm-hmm. implementation 
Mm-hmm. So, right, maybe even the research is well designed, but you're not implementing it properly. So that might just lead in more with, I don't know, incompetence, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, poor reporting. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is both that would include both, you know, either you're not analyzing the data well, not interpreting it well, or not reporting in publication bias might also fall within it, right? Just poor reporting yeah. would probably yeah. cover all of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Or your conclusions are invalid. Anything mm-hmm. else you can think of? Those are the three that I think are big buckets that I think covers. Well, oh. let's focus on this. I can come up with, I think, a couple of other ways in which we waste things. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely, let's say, on the part of the uh, performing the research. You know, right. If you've decided what you want to do. I think there's before we even decide mm. what we want to do. There's a lot mm-hmm. of waste and stuff we can talk about. But if we've decided to do something and report it, you're right. So there's bad sort of practices. And um, this is part of a paper, right? There's a, a very nice uh, 2009 paper by Chalmers and Glazou about this. Uh, avoidable waste in the production and reporting of research evidence. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have these steps um, that they go through. And do you remember? Th- so in each step, we miss something, right? In each step. So if we don't do appropriate design and methods, right. We a part is wasted. But then the next part is also wasted. So, I mean, uh, you know, will it be published and is it like unbiasedly reported and those mm-hmm. things? Uh, uh, do you know what they estimate if you go over all these steps, how much of the research we do is wasted? I think I, rem- I remember there's, their estimate was like 85%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. 85% of research they yeah. think is wasted. And I think this is what was mentioned. And then this Dutch science funder was like, mm, that's, uh, that's really... <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> I, that, that would be a lot, right? That, that's yeah. a lot of pancakes. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't feed you can't feed your family with that. If that's <laughs> how much you waste in the kitchen. So no. um, I, I think it might be a slight exaggeration. But regardless, right. um, it's true, right? A lot of these steps are quite important and we can mess things up and then we mm-hmm. waste with the research that we do, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But tell us like what what are the things you think even before you have decided on doing the research or the research question and the procedure, like how do we mm-hmm. Well, I think um the fact that when we ask those questions that we actually do not coordinate our efforts among researchers. That's already a big one. And um, again, for example, in this uh, chapter uh, by Bernal, he writes Mm -hmm. uh, the following. He says, uh, consequently, the attack on many general problems of science, which could be carried out by coordinated effort, is attempted only by scattered individuals. Mm -hmm. And the results of the work are always incomplete and have to be pieced together with difficulty from a large number of scattered resources. And I think sometimes we don't even get to the point where it can be, you know, pieced together because, yeah, everybody just a tiny thing. It's incomplete. It remains incomplete. Right. So I think a lack of coordination means that some questions are difficult. We don't do all the kind of studies that we need to do to get a good answer. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that is already a waste. Even if you then do this one good single study and you report it correctly and unbiasedly, then even then I think, yeah. You know, the whole, the on the bigger level. So, and in the book or in the chapter, um, Bernal also uh, distinguishes the individual level scientist mm-hmm. and let's say the institution of science. And right. yeah, individual level scientists do some wasteful things, but on the higher level, the institution also wastes. By not, uh, yeah. Yeah. Collaborating yeah. and just, just, and I do think this, I like that the fact that people don't read things anymore 
Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ma- that maybe that's an empirical question. I always make this assumption, but I definitely think hmm. that there's not enough, even the knowledge that does exist, if it doesn't get, if you're not paying mm-hmm. attention to it, right, then yeah, you're wasting other people's work as well and not taking into account work that has already been done that could either inform and help you do a better job or stuff that might yeah. have already been done that you don't need to do again, right? So you're sort of reinventing the wheel even yeah. though you don't need to. So that that's sort of a yeah. waste even from the get-go. Yeah, exactly. And one of the recommendations in many fields is actually uh, to like, how do we do better research? Step one, read the literature, do a right. systematic review and mm-hmm. convince us that your extra study is actually necessary. Is or do we already know the answer? Right. And that's, I, know, I know that sounds a bit silly maybe because I think in psychology, it's kind of rare that we would have so many studies about the same thing. But in medicine, this seems to really happen mm-hmm. because so many doctors get their PhD, they have to do some research and then they often do something that's too similar to other things that have been done and it doesn't right. add enough. So then a systematic review would just show, yeah, no, we have already more than enough data to answer this question. So let's do something else. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's interesting that Bernal also describes these kind of inefficiencies and he comes to an estimate of waste that's between 50 and 90 percent. Okay. What, what, what are, what's wrong with these pessimists? I mean, what is this, like, <laughs> high, high numbers. Uh, all, all are very shaky in terms of evidence base, by the way. Yeah. I mean, they're really like, you know, rough, rough, rough. Yeah, but it's waste, still, but. I mean, it's still a trouble troublesome number yeah and and the idea that we need coordination in science is obvious right right i think so i mean and and it's not really a new idea and here it might be time to bring back our good old friend francis bacon mm-hmm. yeah and um because he has um in addition to nova Morgana, he has another uh, text which is new atlantis mm-hmm. that's what it's called and it's kind of a, a utopia kind of book like mm-hmm. you know a perfect society mm-hmm. and in this perfect uh, or in this new Atlant- atlantis this book in the end he describes how the scientists work in mm-hmm. this uh, perfect world and basically he has a very long list of all the tasks that need to be done and he says, look, we have three that collect the experiments which are in all books. And uh, these we call depredators. And um, he has a whole list of kind of things. Like we have three others that do execute the experiments, so direct it and report them. These we call the inucleators or something. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and so, but basically he says, look, science has to be organized. We have all these different things we need to do. Some people just search the literature and summarize it. Some people do new experiments. Some people think about things. Some people integrate information. Some people go out and search for information. And anyway, they have all these stuff. Oh, amazing. Kind of like what we were talking about in a past episode, too, of, you know, specialization, more specialization Mm -hmm. in science. Exactly. Yeah. So in this perfect perfect world yeah there is just and also somebody knows exactly how many we need of each right i mean there are mm-hmm. three of these and 12 <laughs> of these and that kind of stuff so yeah and but but that's the idea that by having a very well organized science everything gets done exactly as it's supposed to be mm-hmm. um, these people interact and coordinate and pass along the information when they're mm. done with their face and another person does it yeah so i think that's so like uh, a you relay know. race yeah yeah so in, this is 1626, so he already realized that we need more of this coordination. And well, what, what do you feel? Is that is that like a big source of waste coordination? Or do you think the, you know, the reporting and the quality of the studies in itself is the more important? I think 
this ties in with a question that I was going to ask you, which is where do you think the responsibility, more of the responsibility for research waste lies? Hmm. Is it the institution of science? Is it more sort of structural, the way things are set up versus hmm. does the responsibility lie more with individual researchers? Because hmm. if if we, depending on how we answer that, if the answer is like, oh, the responsibility to like not waste things or the, the, th the fact that things are being wasted, the responsibility for that lies with the researchers, mm -hmm. then I would say it's the second one that is more mm -hmm. of the culprit of like not doing it yeah. well and not reporting yeah. it yeah. well versus if we think that it's more yeah. the way things are set up now. Um, yeah, completely right. That but, is but the I issue was, then. But I right. asked the question first here, right? You were going to ask me this question, but <laughs> well, I, I was first. So you have to say, what, so what do you think? Well, which but, of, which but, but of I'm, these two? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying my answer, my answer would depend on your answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, hmm, hmm. it's a difficult one, I think, you know. Both these things clearly play a role. But right. um, it, if you ask me, I think this, you know, science just self-organized to a large extent. Nobody thought about planning it out, like the new Atlantis uh, version that Bacon mm -hmm. describes, where is it like we have three of these and three of these. No, I mean, we all just come into science. We think, what are we gonna do? Mm -hmm. Let's think about what we're supposed to do. So that's such a inefficiency, you know, I think such an inefficiency that I would guess a large part of, of it is lack of coordination. I, I would guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a personal answer, yeah. Right. I think I fall maybe perhaps a little bit more on the side of, I, I think individual researchers have a bit more responsibility not to waste mm -hmm. resources and not to, and to do things well, whatever they are doing to make sure. So I might be more in the category of um, the coordination. Yes, but I, mm, like I worry a lot more about individual researchers wasting, you know, their own time, not making use of stuff that already exists and not, you know, reporting mm. things well and not doing things well. To me, that seems like a bigger issue in terms of research waste than than the coordination. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, if we're thinking about these kind of topics, like of the individual scientists, right? Mm -hmm. um, one, one thing that I thought was interesting, and I'm just going to try to push you more towards the system side. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but Bernal sometimes says that... Um, it is difficult for people, given our short-term contracts, especially for younger researchers, to really focus on doing things well and, um, you know, maybe even tackling the more difficult questions where they know they will need a couple of years longer to do a very good job. But instead, because, yeah, two years from now, they have to be on the job market, they're going to do stuff that you can do in, you know, those two years. So they leave those more difficult questions on the side and maybe even rush the questions a little bit just to make sure, yeah, that they have these papers out. And I think that is quite a good argument, actually. Uh, but I, you know, I think, I'm not sure if, it's clear by now, but I'm, I don't think I'm a very pragmatic person. I never, <laughs> I never have been. Um, mm. And I think we need fewer people in science. This is my, you know, the, the hill I will die <laughs> on is like, we need fewer people in science that are not to say that, you know, we need mm. to keep people out or anything like that. But I think so in, in their newer essay, um, Gladys Wynn Chambers, um, the research waste is still a scandal from 2018. Mm -hmm. They mention um, a quote by Doug Altman, who wrote mm -hmm. this paper in 1994, 
the scandal of poor medical research in the British Medical Journal, where he said we need less research, better research, and research done for the right reasons. Yeah, that's a very nice summary of the issue, I think, right? I think mm. so. You know, like, mm -hmm. I totally get this idea of, yes, we need, you know, you have limited time and limited resources and you need to get publications out. But it, I, I just so strongly feel, Daniel, and maybe I'm totally wrong and this is totally, you know, yeah, like a New Atlantis type thinking where nobody will be like, oh, this <laughs> is just not how the real world works. But I definitely think that... Science should be done. Science is one of those things that I think should be done for the right reasons, because otherwise, what is the point of doing it? You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even though with these short-term contracts, y yeah, you would put yourself at a great risk. Maybe possibly. I, 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 I'm already doing it, so. So yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think there's some things I think that are you know that are yeah either worth doing well if you're going to do them they're worth doing well otherwise it, yeah. it's not yeah yeah for for many reasons you might only have a very short shot in science right which right. is largely outside of your control whether it's going to continue or not i mean you'll try of course mm -hmm. and we, yeah. we can hope and we can you know wish people the best but right. for some reason you know some people continue some people not so there might be something to say for what you know that short amount of time that you know you're in there it might mm -hmm. be there longer but try to make a useful contribution in that right. short amount of time and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. A, a very nice uh, lofty uh, thought right uh, yeah. To enter. I, I do agree. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this is because I have, I definitely, again, I think that systems are important and we need to have good systems in place and good policies. And, but at the end of the day, I do think that individual agency also matters. And, and right, it's, there's a mm -hmm. saying in, there's a saying in Hindi, which is, you know, like single drops make up. Mm -hmm. a body of water mm -hmm. right like it's mm -hmm. still like you you want things that are structured well and then, but at the end of the day it's still individual researchers in their labs doing their individual work and i you know if we focus on oh yeah incentive systems and inc right i i keep mm -hmm. saying this this mm -hmm. is sort of my so back but it's like incentive systems can be gamed and so you want people who are trying to do things for the right reason and are try you know like science is one of those things where it's really mm -hmm. you know you, you to do things well, you have to be intrinsically motivated to do them well, because nobody's mm -hmm. going to be looking behind your back to, oh, did you, you know, test that thing, you know, properly? Or did you, are you like reporting exactly? Or even, you know, are you being totally honest in how you're reporting things or like mm -hmm. in the way you're interpreting things, right? It's like that, that kind of intellectual honesty, like we talked about mm -hmm. in like Cargo mm -hmm. Called Science, right? You cannot, mm -hmm. you cannot build that into a system. Yeah, true. But in terms of, efficiency and making good contributions you're still part of a bigger system so what you're mm -hmm. able to do within this bigger system is also limited by by features of it so even if you try to report your best study and those kind of things um so so what do you think for example by these recent calls that we've seen for large coordinated experiments because I feel that is sort of saying, look, even if you do a very good job by yourself, mm -hmm. what we need nowadays, like figuring stuff out is complex. And if we want to do studies where we can really say, okay, this is the cost, then we need what some people have called mega studies right. or uh, recently a paper, integrative experimental design. 
So this is uh, the first mega studies by Milkman and mm -hmm. uh, Duckworth in 2022. Um, and the integrative experimental design is by Abdullah Al-Matuk. Uh, I think it's appearing soon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. a paper. But both of these are sort of a similar thing. Like we can't do studies by ourselves anymore. We have to coordinate. So this is the integration part that people have been complaining about for a very long time. Again, Bernal in 1939 mm -hmm. was complaining about yeah. it. But I mean... So, so it seems that people are saying, yeah, by yourself, it's nice, but it's just still limited, even if you do a good job. What we need is get together and design these large studies where we coordinate our efforts. So that's what we need in our field. Well, do you feel that is still a good way to push you more to the system side still, maybe? Well, I have some thoughts on this, I, hmm. <laughs> so, which is why we're here. Um, so I, I think in theory these sort of mega studies, these big collaborations sound good. Although I will say some of the mega studies are more, um, their orientation is more towards affecting policy. Like, oh, how do we use behavioral science research to affect policy? And we're just testing different, right? Instead of one lab testing one intervention versus another lab testing one intervention. Mm you know, let's actually try to run a lot of different interventions. And I was actually part of one of their studies um, that was on the hmm. health when I was a research assistant at Stanford um, Okay, that yeah. looked at, they, they were sending, yeah, they were trying to increase health behavior, like getting people to go to the gym more, for example. And they had multiple labs that hmm. pitched their, like they had their arm of the experiment hmm. where they had different kinds of interventions and they were testing out which ones worked better. But it was more... It's done more with the intention of affecting policy. Like, oh, if you were really trying to design okay. an intervention where you could get people to go to the gym more, how would yeah, you do yeah. it? Yeah, and then we don't really know what works best. So let's try. Let's try all the things, so, and then. But I mm -hmm. feel that's that's for the mega studies. Maybe not so much for the other ones. But sure, yes, go on because I didn't see that as an argument for the other ones. But okay, go on. Go but on. other yeah. ones would be. Would you say is sort of the op open science, not open science, the psych science accelerator? model would fit in here too of like more collaboration more people working together on something or what else yeah, would... but but mm -hmm. also that some things are quite complex so that we need like maybe a, a 17 by 48 by 30 <laughs> design to figure out all the possible combinations and uh... confounds and stuff no yeah really i mean and they they, they run some of these huge sort oh of very complex gosh. studies because every single study has so many leaves, so many questions open. And then if somebody else tries to address them, but they don't use the same measure, the same kind of thing, there's no coordination, then you can't even compare these outcomes. So they basically say, look, you really need to have a very coordinated approach where you have all these different versions. You run them all. Uh, I think in their case, sometimes they think a, a single person can run all these combinations, uh, run uh, like 20,000 participants across all these things. But more generally, I would say, you know, you do it within a field, you coordinate a little bit. Yeah. yeah that, so I recently took a class on experimental design and we learned how to do sort of the equations behind like running a two by two and then a two by two by two. <laughs> and just thinking about the, you know, design matrix yeah. of it. 17 by <laughs> yeah i think one point kind of is blows the your statistical mind. <laughs> analysis of this is going to be a bit complex just for all the multiple comparisons oh, yeah. and stuff i agree but, but anyway integrating but, integrating things is good between individuals integrating things is absolutely great daniel but i think mm, the sort of clarity 
in thought and the clarity, like the the kind of command mm. you need on the theory going into things like this and the command mm. over the method and, oh, yeah, how are we going to run this? Like so far, and maybe I've missed this, but I have not seen any paper with like big collaborations or these mega studies where I feel like things have been done really, really mm. well, like d- done to the extent where I think that, yeah, running 60,000 participants is not going mm. to be a waste. Mm-hmm. Right, like you need you need to be when you're when the stakes are so high, when you have so many participants, and in some cases, mm-hmm. like so many real world sort of outcomes that are being tested, like you things need to be done so well, right? Like the stakes mm-hmm. are high mm-hmm. there, and mm-hmm. I've not seen that yet. Not to say that that can't be done, yeah, but yeah. it like I think it takes so much work for, on the back end to do those mm-hmm. things well, mm-hmm. and I and I do we I think we've talked about it before sometimes with that many people it could be a case where it's just hard to coordinate, right? Because yeah, you have yeah. to, everybody has to sign off on yeah, things. Yeah. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, who's in mm-hmm. really in charge and what yeah. are we doing? So, so it would need to be... too yeah. many cooks, too exactly. many cooks in the kitchen, right? Right, hmm. right, right. So, so it's interesting. So, so is your idea that sometimes this individual approach that we have mm-hmm. um, actually has the benefit that somebody who just has this excellent genius thought yeah you know and it might happen to some people in some places and only once in their career whatever Mm -hmm. but you know but whatever happens there is a little bit of magic a little bit of magic sprinkle (laughs) happens at this location that you definitely lose with too many cooks in the kitchen and all the magic is gone and (sighs) so we need this system where just people are just doing things all over the place and and because there's some magic that happens somewhere and that's that's what we're looking for (laughs) No, I think that's, it is a it is a defense. I think. Hmm. Well, but that's a bit of a straw man argument, and we don't talk about magic, Daniel. We're scientists. <laughs> we we cannot but, go there. But creativity is magic, you know. I mean, you just come up with a creative super, and you do it well. But I mean, it's just some spark. There's some spark there that happens, and that's right. rare enough. And that's why we let everybody do their thing. I think that is sort of the idea of no coordination, because you right. you just hope that this maybe one in a hundred does this thing. And you're like, oh, this is just so smart. Well done. How did you come yeah. up with it? And they're just like, I don't know. I just know. I was <laughs> playing around and here, here it is. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't disagree with you on we need more coordination. I just think that it needs, even the coordination needs to be done in a better way, in a more sort of systematic way, where it's not mm-hmm. that we just throw in everybody together and like, oh, come up with something it's, mm. you know, you need, oh, like we were talking about more specialization. Okay, let's first figure out what is an important problem, which, okay, yeah, mm. we think that, um, you know, whether or like how to get people to go to the gym more often, definitely a mm-hmm. problem that health researchers should try to solve. But then first, let's figure out who are the right people who would be able to help us answer this question well, right? Who are the theorists like like why would you care about including an emotion researcher lab like that doesn't make any sense here right we we should think about who are the right stakeholders here involve them the right kind of you know people who have theoretical expertise people who would be able to sort of properly help us analyze these seven you know 70 by four by whatever (laughs) you know (laughs) matrices and then and then figure out like who are the people who would be able to implement that that kind of a big project in a good way right so even pro- project coordinator and stuff like figure out who the right people are to help with that mm-hmm. and so if that was done then you would need fewer cooks because you have more competent people who are exactly right mm-hmm. for the job that will mm-hmm. help you answer mm-hmm. right so even the, the coordination that needs to happen to do the coordination right 
mm-hmm. I think needs to be there. So I'm like yeah. somewhere yeah. a balance of the two, right? Finding the right people yeah. for the right question who are specialized yeah. to do their thing. They're, they're part of the job well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a good point. And um, everybody realizes sort of that there's also a, a point where the coordination will drop off in efficiency, actually, mm-hmm. you know, where we yeah. start to mess things up. So where this magic, yeah, oh, I won't use the word magic, but where <laughs> the most efficient thing in the middle optimal, is, you know, yeah. sort of mm-hmm. optimal, yeah, in this U-shaped pattern. So right. like, okay, there's a point somewhere where we're doing an optimal version of this, but it can get too bad or it can go too far i agree mm-hmm. yeah but that that feels then i i don't even know where to start like thinking about what this is it still feels like you know a dream team happens to come together like this soccer team from 1988 it just had exactly <laughs> the right people we don't know why we can't repeat it it never happened again but there they were and they did genius stuff so it still feels oh. very like let mm. scientists do their thing. We don't know how to predict to how to get these people together, but sometimes it just happens, it's the and magic then we should just be happens. grateful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. And I, I really and and I've heard some people talk about science like this. You know, when I say, hmm. yeah, there's some research waste, and people are like, don't worry about it. Yeah, most is wasted. Most is wasted, but yeah. we're looking for those events in science that's what science is about Mm -hmm. and if it happens a couple of times a year we should already be super proud that we've made some of these breakthroughs Hmm. interesting so it almost reminds me of we had a conversation some time ago about how science scientists are not like accountants but more like Mm -hmm. baseball players (laughs) right or like Mm -hmm. i was saying like any any domain where you have where human achievement is sort of at right it's not like a lot of the research that's being done it doesn't need to be done Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. kind of like the same as you you might imagine the amount of music that gets made right most of it nobody's going Mm -hmm. to listen to it nobody cares Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of you know lots lots of people are spending a lot of time and buying a lot of equipment and creating a lot of music and most of it nobody's going to listen to but then you Mm -hmm. just end up with these few gems and you know these Mm -hmm. few bands and these few artists that just Mm-hmm. do really good work and the rest of it makes it worth it maybe yeah yeah well it's nice i mean i think music is a great example because right. th- it's true so many people buy equipment and if you think about it in terms right. of like what i mean they're enjoying themselves but let's be honest <laughs> scientists are also enjoying themselves when they're not doing anything useful so i mean you know psychologically the 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 pleasure is there for them right but yeah, from a bigger system, you're like, why are all these people buying, you know, right. their own amplifiers? Yeah, uh, they're all buying the same stuff. They're spending yeah. a huge amount of time learning it, and only so few of them will do anything worthwhile. Right. Or podcasts, um, Daniel. A lot of people making a lot of podcasts <laughs> and <laughs> buying a lot of mics. Oh God, and, uh, <laughs> this is too like no. Now we have to think to like, home. okay, all right, turn turn off the mic. Okay, it's done. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, indeed, many of these things happen, right. and, uh, and and people enjoy themselves. We're enjoying ourselves, right. uh, yeah. but then you hope that some of this is yeah, useful, some sort of right, yeah, or... some sort of useful thing. And indeed, the acknowledgement that you know you don't know when it's going to happen, but somewhere this happens. Yeah. And and in music, it's definitely the case. I mean, there's just some people who write songs, often just once, you know, right. like one hit kind of wonders, but it's a great song. And yeah, hmm. Yeah, mm. and and we also don't know why and when it happens. So yeah, but the the only thing I will say, well, I will counter myself at this point and say, <laughs> <laughs> and say that the difference, of course, is that 
these people who are like people like us who are making these podcasts or making music are not getting public funding to do it. Mm, yeah, right? you're yeah. not getting funding well, from other. Other no, there's quite some subsidies for music and uh, actually I think really? so. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's some subsidies for art in general and some musicians. I mean, a lot of mm. them, you know, play themselves and at home and right. whatever. I think, but yeah, um, maybe in the mm, Netherlands mm. they do. Okay, I actually I don't know about how, what goes on, but but you see, but like a lot, a lot of that is probably people just doing it on their own time with their own money, as opposed to if you're, you know a researcher or a professor at a mm. research university then you are getting funding you know like if you're a public university a lot of public funding or you yeah. know if you're applying for grants that are publicly funded then you're using a lot yeah. of those funds to do to do your True. to make your terrible pancakes and <laughs> is that how ethical R- write your that? terrible songs write your yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there's maybe one more defense for just letting people mess around a bit. And that is, um, even though it is from public money, mm-hmm. what we're doing, and that's a little bit different from music, I think, what we're doing in science is we're educating people in certain skills. So even if you mess around with your study and it is sort of a waste, the process of learning how to do this Uh, and the skills you pick up as you do these studies, you learn to do studies, the content-wise, they might not yield the most important scientific results, but you've become somebody with certain level of scientific thinking skills and analytic abilities, and you might go off in the world and work for another company somewhere. You don't stay in academia. You go off, you work somewhere else, but we educate those people. So... And that's what you don't see in all those computations where they say, oh, there's 90% waste or mm. 85% waste. Nobody ever says, oh, oh, but wait a second. All these people have been educated to a much higher level than they were before. And they move on. They go somewhere else. And they use those skills for the greater good of society. But now in a company or now in a government organization where they ended up. That, that to me, feels like a little bit of a defense of, you know, the practicing. I think that being scientifically oriented in how you approach, you know, decisions and how you approach mm-hmm. the world is kind of effortful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because if you're saying, oh, we need to make decisions based on evidence, well, then you need to go and evaluate the evidence and actually look at what's going on and look at the evidence. And that's mm-hmm. always effortful. And I just think that people generally prefer not to put in a lot of effort into most things. I mean, which is also understandable. You have limited time and Mm. limited energy and there's only so much you can do. But I think if you really... So it's not even that I think those skills are not useful. I think applying them in a rigorous manner in in everyday life is just hard. Yeah, I agree. It's difficult, but I know some people who end up in organizations where I'm kind of happy... Yeah, kind of happy that these people are there. Like right. they, you know, completed a PhD and now they work, for example, for the Dutch tax office, yeah. for example. And, right. you know, that's a huge organization mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit of evidence-based kind of thinking and helping them with uh, data collection and then making better decisions. I think that is a big skill, like, you know, right. using some data that is available and using it in a systematic way to make better decisions. Yeah. That right. is a very useful thing to send people off in the world. Yeah, I think around, so. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. But I'm, you know, you also have to be wary of the fact that it's like that quote, right? That uh, statistics is like um, 
a lamppost to a drunk person more for more for support than for illumination, right? You can use the same <laughs> skills <laughs> just to make the argument that you sure. want to make and you want mm. to, you know, use data just to support or show certain data or use certain data just to support the kind of decision that you've already made or the kind of thing you want to push for. So yeah. you have that to... Can, that can also happen. That can right. also happen. But yeah. at least I think that not every individual study, uh, um, the value of doing a study, mm-hmm. let's just put it like this, is not uh, completely determined by the scientific knowledge that is generated in the study, but right. also in part by the education that happens sure. in doing right. this process. Yeah. And and if you would calculate that into the whole thing, then then there's less waste. That's I think right. my main point. Okay. No? Yeah. That's a good point. And then so that's so that's the argument for okay, some part of it, some of this research waste isn't actually waste because it's people learning how to cook. Which yeah. is what we started with, which I think is absolutely fair. Yeah. Which is what I started yeah. with, right? Part yeah. of it is just yeah. people are learning how to cook and that's good. We need people who can cook well. And, you know, hopefully there are transferable skills from cooking that they can use even in other domains. Yeah. Um, that's great. What yeah. are some Perfect. other ways you think that we can reduce research waste? Hmm. Um, well, you were just talking about how some people have so many research assistants that they give them really crappy jobs to do right. that are not useful. Mm-hmm. I don't know where this place is, but we typically have the opposite problem, that we don't yeah. have money to hire research assistants at all. Oh, they're and not actually, being paid in a lot of places. I mean, now I think things are oh. changing a little bit, but yeah, they, they oh. don't get paid These are for volunteers. This. These are Volunteer volunteers research. that are getting research experience, in, in my air quotes, that you can't see. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was yeah, one of them just... for a long time, yeah. Taking so that's advantage just a system where you take advantage right. of people. Yeah, okay, pretty much. Well, anyway, we we typically only hire people we don't have those kind of volunteer positions. Yeah, but um um, but in my experience, hiring somebody is a great use of some money, right? Mm-hmm. Because it it makes the researchers themselves much more efficient. So so one of the things I used to do quite early on in my career actually mm-hmm. is if I had very small amounts of money that I would get from something mm-hmm. maybe like 2000 euros or something mm-hmm. then I would think hey wait I can hire a student assistant mm-hmm. to just assist me and I would hire like just say you know just be available I might throw some work your way you're very flexible when you do it and stuff mm-hmm. but you know and I would just give them things I don't know like some stuff that would take me a lot of time and they would you know it would still be fun more fun than working in the supermarket which is <sighs> like you know some other job they might do working as yeah. a cashier I did that when I was yeah. younger but I mean you know some job like that but they have much more f- freedom and Kind of, it's still a kind of interesting thing. Right. But I would just throw them some stuff their mm-hmm. way, which could also literally be go through these scientific articles and note down these kind of characteristics. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I found myself doing these kind of very, you know, simple tasks. I'm like, anybody can do this. and uh, But you need some person to do it. And then assistance is a very good way to increase efficiency. So yeah, yeah, uh, giving people some resources to hire assistance is, I think, actually a good idea. That's great. Yeah, because then, yeah, you spending time on that is a bit of a waste, whereas that person spending time on that isn't. So that's great. More efficiency there. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's one thing that I would propose to Mm -hmm. reduce waste. Like give people, if you can afford it, an assistant or even spend some of your own budget on these kind of things. I would even say that um, it might be more interesting to, you know, 
cut one conference where you go to and then hire mm. an assistant for X amounts of hours is probably mm-hmm. a better way to spend time. Mm, oh, I think say, we should anyway, get rid possible. of most conferences. That is a that is that is <laughs> research waste if I ever saw one. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, I, in a way, it's a, a nice point. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. Oh my god, yeah. Why didn't I not think of that before? Yeah, I think most conference. Well, a lot of conferences <laughs> seem like a big waste of time to me. The yeah, more the I, more I att- <laughs> well, I don't attend that many, but for this reason because they don't seem that useful to me at all. Yeah, I I I I've felt very much the same and I I agree like I really stopped going to most yeah. of them myself. Um and and they, you have some people who say, you know, if you if you have a meeting at the university, there are people who say, "Hey, there are 12 people in this room. This is like 12 times 1 hour. That's like, you know, how many money is being wasted yeah. here on this uh-huh, boring uh-huh. meeting." But but do that for a conference where oh there are like 6,000 right. <laughs> times, you know, you know how and there're a couple hours. of days, right. you know. Exactly. Yeah, that's a and lot then of travel time. 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 Oh gosh! Mm-hmm. And then you get sick yeah. from it, and then everybody's sick, and then that's more time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big waste. Yeah. S- strangely enough, nobody has ever written a paper like the amount of hours wasted going to conferences. Research conferences, yeah. But people do write papers, by the way, saying, "Hey, how much money did we, or how much time did we waste pursuing money by writing grant proposals?" Mm. There, there are a couple of papers about this where they say, "Oh, I spent, you know, so many." Thousands of people are writing so many grants, investing so much hours. The amount of money they get. Some people have calculated we get less money back <laughs> than the money we invest in writing all those grants. Mm. And um, again, going back to this Bernal book, which I think it's really like a little bit of a hidden gem. But nice. it, he also points this out. He says, if we would just coordinate our actions and say, give us this money for these things, mm-hmm. and we could cut writing for grants or pursuing the you know the money mm. we would become much more efficient yeah that's an interesting maybe thing to consider. yeah we should we should cut all yeah conferences and everybody just gets more just a pool yeah, of or, money that that pool of money for the conference can just go to people for research yeah or or people go to the conferences they can still go but then they have to decide hey what are we going to do in terms of research which we also mentioned before like mm. these consensus meetings consensus coordination meetings. we have a bit of coordination and right. then they say and and nobody writes a grant about this anymore you all can stop writing grants we made a decision here at the conference and we're just going to tell the people with the money, like we've we've agreed we've how decided, we want to spend. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Another thing that I thought of re- reducing research waste is, I think, better use of existing data. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I think, yeah. like a lot of times, it's even you know people are encouraged to sort of go out and create their own data and you know collect mm-hmm. new data. Whereas I think, and it's something something I should also like think about doing more. I mean, I have a project mm-hmm. or two where we're a little bit. I think just using existing data can be yeah. great if you have certain questions like why do you have to go and collect your own data see if there's yeah. something that already exists where you can answer the same question at least give it a first pass and i think that could actually help reduce a lot of waste yeah yeah i agree and it's also sort of the promise of open data mm-hmm. that people have been pushing mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. i also have the feeling that we need to do quite some work to make this data findable like we've been uh, uploading stuff you know op- yeah. uploading our data in places but i think the problem is finding, finding it, knowing it, that hey wait right. this already exists but in a future in a future where we have yeah. this better organized that, yeah. that could be a great source of right. uh, reducing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's one other thing that I had to think about. And I think, again, in a previous episode, maybe we said something like that I had this project about um, how much of the research we do actually ends up being published. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and I mentioned like, okay, this is a good motivation to get this paper written up. So I've actually been very busy. So maybe if I rush a little bit, by the time this comes out, we'll have a preprint. I think it's a good way to motivate nice. myself yeah. to make it done. Mm-hmm. But one one thing that actually is also waste that we can prevent is a lot of people do projects that they never write up. Right. And it's not just because the results are not what they hoped for. That mm-hmm. is definitely a category. But the mm-hmm. biggest category is more what I would call logistics. The person that was working on this project had a contract. It ended. They moved to a new position and they're working on something different. They can't mm. complete the old project, but you also don't have time to write it up. Or... um a project that you ran, but you just never found the time to write it up because you're collecting more data. Than you, writing a paper takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, a person just quit their position. Or Anyway, it's, it has to do with the people working on it. So we start projects. If the person that's responsible doesn't finish them within a certain amount of time, and mm-hmm. it actually happens quite a lot, mm-hmm. those projects never go anywhere. And I think right. we can really improve... A lot there where we, you know, uh, and it's peculiar that people, so we find pretty high percentages of these, these kind of non-published results. We, we take a look at the studies that are registered on the open science framework and those become public after four years. And we emailed people and we said, so I, we can't find it in the literature. Can you tell us why? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and this, this is basically what people say. And I recognize this. Like, I do a lot of research projects where I'm like, oh, yeah, let's collect some new data here. And then it turns out, yeah, I'm super busy. I'm trying to write stuff up, but I have more stuff to write up than I can, uh, than I can write up. And so it's bad planning, basically. Right. Coming, and then we come back to the, we need less research, better research, and mm-hmm. research for the right reasons. But I think that is, right? We, if we just did fewer things, but there were mm-hmm. more important things, yeah. then that yeah. would... That would be less likely yeah. to happen, right? Because you wouldn't just, if it was an important question and you were, you know, it was one of the only mm-hmm. few things that mm-hmm. you were doing, then you would be less likely to be like, ah, oh, but yeah, I can't write it. I don't have the time or it's not that important. There's other th- more important things to do. Exactly. That's also a thing. So we do projects with varying importance and there's right. some things where like, yeah, well, okay. You know, of course, if it was super important, we would find a way to do it or we right. would ask, hey, is it okay if I complete it? Sorry, you can't complete it, but right. can I do it? Um, but in general, it's also one of those things where I think we don't talk about the fact that we do this. Yeah. And and that also means mm. in our planning, we right. never say, okay, we're going to start this new uh, research project. Uh, we're going to do this study, yeah. but... If you, for whatever reason, can't complete it, I'm going to give it to someone else, right? right. Let's just mm-hmm. agree on this thing now. At this, yeah. this is not your project. It's not my project. It's a project. And whoever completes it, we, it might be neither of us. Right. But we don't do projects like this, right? Yeah. It's your research project. It's your That's... data. If you don't write it up, it doesn't go anywhere. That's a great point of this, even this thing of ownership within, right? This mm. sort of intellectual ownership of projects is kind of a touchy it's kind of a touchy yeah. thing in science, which I you're mm-hmm. totally right. People don't talk about it honest, honestly and openly, even yeah. though they really should. Um, but you're absolutely they should right. If you, yeah. They should if you see how much stuff is never gets, written up. Like yeah. it's just a waste. That also right. feels like a waste. So yeah, maybe, I don't know, going back to your question, like how would you prevent it? Right. People should plan a little bit better. Like not just rush into <laughs> yeah. data collection, but right. like, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, how are we going to get this to the finish line so right. that it's actually shared? In some yeah. Way? So yeah, that's yeah. another one I would, I would Definitely recommend. planning better. And I think 
part of the planning better should, of course, be in a lot of these things. Oh, yeah. You know, who will finish it? And if things don't follow how we want them to, like who takes charge, stuff like that. But also better reporting guidelines would, I think, help. Mm -hmm, Just make, mm -hmm. you know, saying that, okay, yeah, if you're if you are going to do this project, first of all, you have to, like you said, like you have to report the results. No matter how, even if it's just a one page, oh, this is what we found. We're not actually going to publish it, but these are these are the results. Sharing the mm. data, being more transparent, but also, you know, oh, this is how the results should be shared, how they should be interpreted, and making sure that things are right. So better, just better reporting guidelines, I think, would yeah. also help. Yeah. And then making yeah. sure that you're, the, the things that you're reporting are actually useful for people mm-hmm. in order, mm-hmm. when they're designing their own research. So having some yeah. sort of a more coordinated, oh, yeah, this is where we aggregate all the knowledge even if it's not officially published these are the results this is how we did it in a way that's useful for other people so that they're not wasting their time following leads that aren't gonna not lead them anywhere i think all of these are just so obviously good ideas that you kind of wonder like how can it be that like people in you know 1935 were already complaining that right. we had such inefficiency in science and yeah. uh, you know and they they proposed some solutions and these all these things right. sound like things we should just do but for some reason it seems to be very difficult to actually implement them in some way yeah yeah get people to do them I was because we're not ruling the world yet <laughs> the the dictatorship is really just always on the table becoming. in these podcasts you know yeah it's becoming scary i think this is where things this is how this is how mao c- came to this like you know right. yeah 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 um but but we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes i think uh, uh talking about this is a good thing it's i think thing. all sensible sensible recommendations so right. let's hope that people think like hey yeah there's something to this Uh, that we can actually do something about. Right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nullius in Verba. Our theme song is Newton's Cradle by Grand Brothers. If you have any thoughts, feedback, or comments you'd like to share, you can reach us over email at nulliusinverbapod at gmail.com or our social media accounts at Mastodon or Twitter. In this episode... One of the conclusions we reached was that if we want to prevent research waste, science should be done for the right reasons. But what are the right reasons, and how can we figure them out? In the next episode, we will talk about the values and principles scientists should be guided by, and we discuss some of the scientific values that eminent scientists espouse. We hope you will join us.